Do you ask yourself, do I care? Why am I here? What's the point of it all? Do I really have any control? Why is our society crumbling into chaos? If you ask these questions, you're in the right place. Welcome to the David Mulatto Show, where truth and facts matter. You know, people complain a lot. Have you noticed that? They complain a lot about things going on in our society. They complain about this, they complain about that, they complain about prices, they complain about gas, food, people's attitudes. It seems to be quite a common occurrence. I have to confess, I do my fair share. So the other day, I was called up for jury duty. And sure, I've complained about things that I don't like about government or what's going on in our society so everybody tells you they say well if you don't like what's going on do something about it so I'm reading my jury summons and I'm showing up and the first thing you have a choice they tell you before you fill out all these forms if you can't make it for whatever reason go into this line over here and see if you can be excused well, I didn't really have a reason to be excused. I could put the time. I had a, I had some time. I could sit on a jury, but I didn't want to. I had other things to do that were more important. But I thought about it logically. And I'm thinking, you know, here I am complaining about all these things. And now I'm being asked to be part of making the community what it is by sitting on the jury. I don't want to put my time in. And I think that's where so many people are. They're quick to complain, but when given the opportunity to do something about it, they don't. And that's fair. You know, that's what people do. But I felt like a bit of a hypocrite. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my civic duty and let the chips fall where they may. So I went through the process. There was probably 50 of us. We were called into the courthouse. We all sat down. Courtroom, I may say. We all sat down. And 19 random names were picked out and they were going to sit where the jury sits. Well, I had my name called out. So I ended up being jury number four. So we're sitting there in the very comfortable jury chairs. And... The accused comes in with the lawyers and the judge and we swear an oath. And it's an interesting thing because an oath means something to some people and it means nothing to other people. And I didn't realize until after I sworn the oath and I was sitting down and the judge started reading the rules that the oath was in fact very important to me. It was very important to me to be totally honest. Because as I pride myself in my honesty, if I'm under oath and I'm not truthful, then in fact I'm a hypocrite. So anyway, the judge read the charges. And I have to be delicate how, they, how I say this because we're sworn to secrecy, obviously. But they were very 
heinous crimes with obviously some very graphic evidence and I can guarantee you some very emotional testimony. So then the judge read the jury rules and the first thing they said was if any of you have been affected by a sex crime you need to speak up and if you want to speak in private I will accommodate you at the break. So the judge went through juror number one. By the time, and remember there's 19 of us, there's going to be 13 jurors and some alternates and some they're going to replace. Juror number one, have you been affected? By the time the judge went through 19 people, six people had their hand up and wanted to speak to the judge privately. So we had our recess, the six people spoke to the judge, I don't know, obviously I wasn't there. When we came back, those six people were no longer in the jury box. They'd been dismissed and six new people came up. So I got to thinking, if there's 20 people here approximately and six people had been affected by some kind of sex crime, that's around 30% of the people. And if you take that within the context of our community, that would, that would suggest that 30% of our community have been involved or are aware of somebody they know personally that's been involved in this kind of crime. And I thought, wow. So the next thing was, have you been convicted or do you know anybody who's been affected by a crime? So the judge went through, juror number one, blah, 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 you know, usual thing. By the time the judge had gone through the 19 of us, there were like five DUIs, Another five people charged with crimes, and admittedly, some of them were 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you know, but still. And all but one had been affected by, including myself, by knowing somebody personal who'd been a victim of a crime. So within that 20 people, you're talking 95% of those people had been affected by one of those things. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is real life. When you look at the internet when you watching your little facebook videos or your tiktok videos or your your instagram and you watch all these people leading these perfect lives or having this wonderful time but then you sit next to real people and you listen to real stories it just makes you realize the whole thing is just false this whole image that comes across through our electronic media of how wonderful everything is, or this and that. It's totally false. These people next to me, and myself included, we all have real lives. We don't live those lives that are displayed. No wonder people are so upset. No wonder people think their lives are so inadequate. Based on what these people were sharing, and based on what we're presumed is going on out there, there's a total disconnect. Anyway, moving forward. So the judge asks about objectivity and one of the things that are very important that you have to be objective and I found it interesting so the judge went to juror number one can you be objective in this case knowing what the subject matter is yes Uh, the judge says objective means that you are in a neutral position you have no biases towards innocent or guilt people said yes 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 got to me and I thought and this is this was strange I gave an oath to be totally honest. And if I was totally honest with myself, I was biased. So when the judge got to me, 
and it took a little courage, I must admit. I said, I w I'm biased. The judge looked a little surprised. Well, what do you mean? I said, if I have to be totally honest, in this kind of case, the state is going to have a lot of evidence to get to this point. This isn't going to be two people with a random opinion. And I understand innocent until proven guilty, and I understand the rest of it. But my bias leads towards, I think the state probably has a very strong case. So in that thought process, I am not totally unbiased. And the judge appreciated my honesty and then started speaking to the jury about biasness and unbiasedness and detaching yourself and we all have a little bit of bias. But what struck me about this was how many people answered these questions without any real thought about what the question meant. So then the judge started talking about how we have to have due process. Innocent and proved guilty, guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. When I looked around, I started to realise the structure of our legal system. And the judge did make a good point. People have given their lives for this system. In some countries, if the powerful disagree with you, you just disappear. But we have a legal system, not perfect, but we have a legal system in which a person is innocent until proven guilty. And all this process and all these people, and you're looking at maybe 50 plus people, prospective jurors, lawyers, judges, all this to determine somebody's guilt or innocence. And so the judge asked me, can you separate your emotion from the facts of the case? And again, a lot of people, yes, 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 yes. And because I was under oath and I was thinking about this, I have to say I was torn because I don't think I can. And I told the judge, I said, I don't think that I can switch off all my emotion and judge something that's clearly going to be extremely sensitive and very emotional and just sit there in this vacuum, ignoring all my emotions to determine guilt or innocence. Then the lawyer asked me, well, if it was you sitting over there, what would you want? And I said, absolutely. I would want people devoid of emotion and looking at the facts. And I just compare that to the reality of what's going on in our society. People don't look at facts anymore. People are emotional. People judge people on the emotions, on how they feel, what the image is. You see people protesting on emotion ignoring atrocities that were committed because they're emotionally attached to a, a different group. People ignore the death, the murder, the chaos that somebody perpetrates because emotionally they're connected that that person might be a victim or that person might be oppressed. And what I was reminded of in this courtroom as the accused was sitting there, and I have no idea of guilt or innocence, but what I did understand what makes America great, what makes this country great with all its flaws, is that person had a trial. That person had a ch chance to put their case forward. Innocent or guilty, beyond a reasonable doubt. And without that barrier of protection, I guarantee you, that person would have been dragged in the streets for what they were charged with. And they would have been killed.
and that would have been the there would have been no jury there would have been no trial because the opinions or the emotions of the people over what was perceived to have been done would have been the ruling factor so all you people out there that are rioting and protesting on emotion remember this when due process is gone when the understanding of the facts have dissipated when there's nothing left but your emotion you will lose all power you will lose all protections your life will be determined by the mob and we will sink back into the dark ages and I know that sounds dramatic but the only thing protecting the innocent person in a civilized society is innocent until proven guilty and a law and a system that gives a person due process. Take that away and anarchy, corruption, persecution will become the ruling mandates. I hope you understand my words because this is the path we're heading on. So take the oath of being honest. Take the oath of believing in innocent till proven guilty. Take the oath of assessing facts and then we can have something we can be proud of and we can build a better future for all. Thank you for listening.